Hello, everyone. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start our third talk. Uh, I call them the moment in time, and just because I think everything we do in life is a moment in time, and we need to learn how to appreciate those moments. And as a coach, I really believe you know, my job is to help whoever crosses my path to understand that moment in, in time. Today, I have Farida Osman here with me. We're gonna talk. We're gonna. I have nothing prepared. I know she's posted to see uh, questions. If anybody has questions on Instagram, but we're gonna start just chatting with Farida. Uh, Farida, are you there? Hello. Hello. <laughs> how are you, Farida? I'm good. How are you? Good. How is? Did you have a lot of food? Yeah, you- I ate so much. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, because you've been you, you're in doing fasting now, no? Yeah, this month is the month of Ramadan, and we fast from sunrise to sunset, so almost fourteen hours. Wow, that's that's really hard. I don't know. I, yeah. I, you cannot drink water either, huh? No food, no water, nothing. Uh, but oh, okay, I was going to say no food, no water, but maybe you could have orange juice. Uh, but I guess nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nothing but, at all. Yeah. So, you know, how how are you doing? How's how's life back in Egypt? I'm Hello? doing well. I'm really happy to be back home okay. here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I'm oh, okay. Um, I'm really happy to be back home here with my parents and just like be home and slow down for a little bit. It's really nice. Um, currently, Egypt is not terrible, but we have a curfew until 9 p.m. And I think um, like most or like people are doing a good job at staying home, but we can always encourage them to do better to stay home. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said sure, but I understand. Uh, I think the same thing happens in America. Some people stay home and some people are yeah. out and about. No, I mean, like, I think hopefully it's going to get better in the next few months. No one knows, to be honest. But um, I just encourage everyone to do their own part to make this better, to stay safe and to stay home. But I'm just really happy to be home with my family during these difficult times. And, yeah. That's awesome. I saw on Instagram that Nina is is really liking your, your, your parents more than you now, huh? I know. It's just like Nina doesn't have any <laughs> loyalty. The moment the moment I introduce her to my family, now she wants to sleep with them in bed. Usually she, like, gets excited about new people, so she, like, stays with them for a while, and then she comes back. <laughs> well, hopefully so she comes back soon, huh? I know, like like two days ago, she was sleeping in my parents' bed, and then I had to carry her so she could sleep with me at night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so you get jealous of Nina, huh? Yes, she's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and um, ha- what else have you been able to? Probably you haven't seen many of your friends at all, huh? You've been you were in quarantine for um, two weeks. I haven't seen them much. Yeah, so I was two weeks quarantine um, in a hotel, and then I came here. Like I started just being home, and I can't really see people. I just see the people who who like live in the same neighborhood so like i'm lucky that most of my friends live in the same neighborhood so it's nice to see them but at the same time at nine we're all in each other like everyone's back in their own homes yeah so uh, what have you been doing to besides you've been able to exercise a little bit and besides that what, what have you what have you been doing to kill the time that you have um, so I'm lucky to have a pool at home. Um, it's a 25-yard pool, and I got to do the practices that you sent me. Nice. <laughs> so I do, these, <laughs> I do these every day. And then, like, 
I try to do like dry land or like some weights at home. Like I bought equipment to do that. And honestly, it's been nice to like not follow a routine. So it's been nice to like branch out and do different exercises that will help my swimming and not necessarily swimming. Um, but like I'm lucky to have also swimming on the side, but I'm just saying like I've been doing yoga i've been doing some pilates with my friends like we all just join in on zoom and like do different exercises so it's been really nice to do different things and not really follow a structure or a routine that's nice you know i i think i, I really think this is it's going to be a good therapy for us you know to be yeah to be able to learn how to stop our routine you know sometimes i feel that yeah. we we just go too too fast with everything we do you know, and um, so I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you. I, I think, you know, I, I'm happy that you're enjoying these times, you know. Uh, I know that it, 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 it's hard, but yeah. but I think positive things will come out out of all this, you know. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always talk about looking at the positives of the negatives. And, you know, at least, yeah. you, you know, you can enjoy being home for a longer period of time than you normally are. You know, mm-hmm. and and um, I know I know when you stop swimming and you you, you want to have a swim school or like a center, uh, are you able to work on that right now? Yeah. So the plan was us for like for us to start after the twenty twenty Olympics, like to start officially. But now that with the coronavirus and everything going on, we're still reevaluating what we can do and how we can still help, but not necessarily affect anyone. Um, so like the plan for me is just like open the swim academy and this academy, I want to be able to train young swimmers, not necessarily just focus on just swimming back and forth. Like I want to emphasize on like technique and, mainly focus on the mental aspect of the sport because I feel like in Egypt we lack the resources or the skills to teach that to kids at a younger age and then when we get to like an international meet or like when we travel and compete with all these elite swimmers we always get nervous or scared and we don't have enough competitions internationally so we can like because the more you compete the more the less you're going to be nervous because you're, it's like practice, you know, like the more you do it, the less nervous you get because you're going to get used to it. So I want to teach that to younger kids at like an early age. So like by the time they grow up, it's not as nerve wracking. Like for me, I had to learn that on my own. Like I had to go like through my journey. And then as I went on, I learned on my own. So just everything that I learned in my journey, I want to be able to teach that in my swim academy so I can help them reach like the international level at an early age rather than just like when they they are in college or after that. That's awesome. I, I, that's going to be great. You know, uh, are you are you uh, excited to start doing that? Uh, are you sad? I know, forget about the Olympics, but are you sad that you had to postpone it for one year? Um, I still don't know what exactly I'm going to do, but I just want to, like, obviously my focus is to train for the Olympics. So anything, I don't want anything to affect that, to affect my training, because that's the big goal. But at the same time, I feel like I can help. Um, in one way or another, just like in that year to be able to start early because like everything is just up in discussion. Nothing is really concrete yet. So we're still trying to figure it out whether we should start like end of this year or just wait a little longer. So we're still like evaluating what is the best thing because at the end of the day, like the swimmer's health is the most important. Yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I think I don't know if this is gonna work, but I have, I have Subi online. You know. Hello guys, can you hear me? Oh, look at Subi! <laughs> How are you guys? How are you guys doing? I'm, I'm, I've been listening too, and uh, it's been awesome. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, Farida. I talked to Sergio a little bit more because we have meetings and things to to take care of, but uh, 
I, I, I can't wait for you to open that swim school and, you know, teach about all the experiences that you have had, which are create a crazy amount of them. Yeah, thank you. I miss you, Zubi. <laughs> miss you, too. Yeah, you know, you, uh, nobody's going to hear this, but you, you are her, his favorite swimmer, you know. And he really has a with, he has a withdrawal of taking care of you. Wait, did the pro keeps hear that? Pro keeps everyone, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, if they, if they, if they, if, if they, I, I don't know if they're here online or not, but they might listen it later on. But it's okay. I, I, you know, to me, uh, you are the favorite one from Egypt, you know, and you know. So <laughs> wow, I'm so honored. <laughs> Uh, that's what I put the music at the beginning. That that's the rise of the king, but this one was the rise of the queen. You know, it was just for you. Thank you, Sergio. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, and uh, um, I don't know. Like, uh, what else? What else? Are, are you are you excited to go back, or are you? How are you dealing with that? Um, so I'm just staying here until like things just settle down and see what's the plan because everything is obviously up in the air right now. No one knows what's happening, but I just like feel I should just weigh it out here at home, being with my family, and then like when things cool down, when the flights open up again, we can talk about like how I can go back and start training with you guys because like that's the plan. I want to like start with you guys to leading up to Tokyo 2021, hopefully, if everything goes well. Yeah, we're very excited. I, I'm not sure when we're going to be able to start. Hopefully, sometime in May. And hopefully, we'll have to start slowly. But we have we have time. Yeah. I'm not worried about you guys. I think you guys, one of the things that, about you guys, the postgrads or professional athletes, you take good care of yourself. And... and when we come back, we'll be fine. So, so that's exciting. Hey, we have another surprise here. I think we have Marina Hello. is here. Hello. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Wow, it's the whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I I bet I don't know when was the last time you talked with Marina, but you know I just wanted we, to invite well, her. We just yeah. We just had a yoga session together, like, yesterday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a yeah. good time. Who's who's better at yoga? Oh, my God. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we are really bad, both in flexibility. So, yeah, I don't know. Is, we <laughs> we try yoga, our hard. So we can, yeah. so we can uh -huh. improve our flexibility, but we're both I, I bet you guys are better than Suvi. That's for sure. You know. Definitely. No question. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm working out every day now. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back. But then he shakes his head and this, and now his face looks so much fatter, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sergio, for all the love. Oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> you look very. You look very good. Really. Really good, you know. No, but, I'm but following on what you what you guys were saying, I th I think uh, one of the one of the things is uh, with everything that's happening right now, uh, swimming is so broad. It's not just about uh, going up and down the pool. I think anything that you can do right now that you know doesn't have to be athletic related. It doesn't have to be you know it can be stretching, core exercises, running, you know, even reading books. Uh, anything that you do right now will help your swimming. And I, I truly believe that. I learned this from Sergio that the swimmers that are the most calm right now, they're not worrying every day about being able to swim and just are able to focus some, some, somewhere else and do something else that they enjoy, are the ones that will kind of, when things get open up again, will, will get back into shape and into, into racing mode quicker than everybody else. So I think that that's a great thing to have. And just listening to Farida, I, I was, I would have never expect her just because she's very intense about training and, I'm doing always everything that she needs to do. She sounds so calm that it's just, uh, I'm very happy that she's taking that approach. Awesome. Oh, Subi, I, learned, I learned from the best, you know. I'm now calm. <laughs> I'm not tense. 
I'm just thinking one thing at a time. Good. Good. That's all you can do right now. You know, uh, 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 Marina, how are you doing over there? Um, so here it's been pretty bad. It's been 45 days, I think, that we've been at home and not going out at all. And my parents go to work because they're essential workers uh, for the state, for the country, sorry. So uh, they are the only ones getting out of the house and getting groceries and stuff. But other than that, it's staying at home and what Farida said, like I'm doing my best on doing everything that I have here and that I can do. And that's what I'm focusing about right now. Awesome. Good. And uh, Farida, how, how was the, because we never talk, uh, well, we can talk about this because uh, how was your transition from from uh, college to to being a, <laughs> a professional, uh, all this? How, uh, um, what can you so, share with us about all that? Yeah, so I came from Egypt and you know the swimming here is not really known internationally. So like going from Cairo here to like, California. I went to Berkeley with Marina. Re Marina was my college roommate for four years. <laughs> and yes. Our first year, our first year, we both struggled because we weren't really used to everything, just like balancing school and swimming. And like, I was having a hard time with practices because I'm not used to like these hard type of practices to basically train alone and all the coaches would tailor the practice based on my strength rather than not focusing on my weaknessing and like trying to improve it so anyway like my first year I was really struggling and like just trying to have like a new coach new team like new every, like new environment just like the first year I had a hard time just like adapting and I think it's normal because when you move into a new atmosphere you need time to adapt and you have to just be okay with that and not rush it because it's like part of the learning curve it's how you grow and I think Marina and I both like did a good job at like complimenting each other and helping each other get through that quicker because we're both like international and like Spain and Egypt are like have similar cultures a little bit just like you know <laughs> just like being so different yeah. than the U.S. and then um just like Year after year, I think we got better at like adapting and knowing what to expect and like knowing our role, role on the team and like how to perform better and like just being in a really strong team, very competitive, like all being on the same page and holding each other accountable. So I feel like just like year by year, we started getting better at that. And I think that like made us stronger as people not only swimmers like obviously we got faster and better but it made us like a lot stronger just like to be independent to like I don't know just like be comfortable with the uncomfortable <laughs> like Marina would laugh <laughs> because this is like how we were always <laughs> we were always uncomfortable we had to be okay with it and like adapt really <laughs> fast <laughs> And then, like, obviously, like, from college to being professional, it's also a transition because, like, from being on a team and, like, having that support system to suddenly, like, swimming just for yourself, it's also, like, a different transition. And you learn so much about yourself, like, you know your strengths and your weaknesses and what you can improve on. And then, like, obviously, it's going to be hard from one thing to the other. Again, also adapting to something new. But I think it's just like part of the journey and part of like learning and knowing who you are to like become a better swimmer, but also or more, more importantly, become a better swimmer, like a better person. Sorry. That's awesome. So if we want to so, find any dirt about you, we talk with Marina. Yeah, Marina knows all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I keep all your secrets. <laughs> Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. Now, um, there's three favorite cities for you in the world. <laughs> I think Subi knows that. <laughs> Blacksburg, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Blacksburg. Blacksburg is my IB, favorite I, city. IBD. <laughs> Ibiza. Blacksburg. Oh. 
<laughs> all big cities. All big. No, but you know, like, uh, uh, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I can tell you this, and you know, I, I'm so proud of you, uh, uh, Farida, for the big change that you've done. You know, you live in a city like Cairo, you go to a big city like Berkeley, and like in the uh, San Francisco, the you know, all that area, and then you come to beautiful Blackford. It's it's a big city on its own, and uh, you've done a great job uh, adapting to to it. So. I just want to uh, tell you that I, I'm very proud of you. And I know you hold Blacksburg number one city in, for you. I know. Nick, you know, I always joke about them, about this, but you know, deep down, <laughs> I wouldn't be there if I didn't know it was the best place on earth. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I'm telling you, you know. You know, like yeah. I'm the first only son one will be named <laughs> <laughs> His first son is going to be named Christiansburg? <laughs> yes. I bet. That's the plan. Um, so, what are the things that you like about uh, Blacksburg, for example? Don't, don't talk too fast. Like about it that it's like a. <laughs> okay, so Blacksburg is obviously okay. a small town. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you um, hear? So Black. Yeah. yeah. Go, Blacksburg go ahead, is obviously yeah, I, I, a small town. Uh-huh. And I think that's really important going into Olympics because you don't really have any distractions. Like, it obviously has pros and cons. But I think it has a lot of pros because, like, you're there for a reason. You're there for a goal. So, like, you need to be okay with how Blacksburg is. It's, like, it's a really small town. You get to see... The people you get to enjoy, enjoy like the small coffee shops, the small restaurants. And I think like you said, like I was in Cairo and then I was in Berkeley. So like having that difference, it's definitely good. Like a good contrast to be able to experience both. Awesome. Now, uh, uh, your, your brother, uh, is your brother back in, uh, still in Singapore or is your brother... Uh, uh, in Egypt with you guys? Um, so right now my brother just got back. Uh-huh. So he was in Singapore and then there was a flight coming back. So he's now in two-week hotel quarantine. Oh. So, uh, that, yeah. So still everybody has to be, everybody that comes into the country has to be still for two weeks in quarantine? Yeah, they have to stay in a hotel for two weeks, and then they can go home. Yeah. Well, so uh, you know, you can you can speak for him. You know, how how is he enjoying Singapore? Um, I think it's because he was in Dubai and then he went to Singapore, so it's definitely like a lot different than what he's used to. But like something about him that is like he really enjoys traveling and experiencing new cultures and new countries. So I think he's really enjoying it and like he's just like sad that it had to come to an end because of the coronavirus but again like who knows what's going to happen next like if it's going to be okay to go back or like who knows what's going to happen um, sure. but I think he was enjoying it until he had to go back for the yeah. coronavirus. I know I had a, a very good time with your brother when we went to Bali. You know, uh, yeah. we had some pretty good food, good chats, a couple of adult beverages. Uh, uh, not very nice. So I'm happy that he's back home and hopefully soon he can be with you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, he's really looking forward to being home with us. Uh, well, probably better than in a hotel, you know, you know. And and then and then and then you'll have Nina yeah. that will get attached to Ozzy, and then you're gonna have another an, another fight with your, your poor puppy. The one only. <laughs> so, no, I'm not awesome. gonna allow it. I'm not gonna allow it. And uh, do you hey, do do you know if I don't know how many people are here, but uh, if anybody has any questions, maybe they can they can ask us. So I don't know if anybody on 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 Instagram has asked you any questions to. That you can answer for them. 
Did anybody ans uh, send you any questions, Farida? Um, yeah. So a, a lot of people send me, let me read them for you. Um, so a lot of people were wondering how you can tell people, like, how to improve their swimming while in quarantine, even though they're not in the water. So, like, emphasizing how doing different exercises can help your swimming. Is that a question for you or for me? I think they wanted to hear more from you, just like as a coach. Well, I think it's it's kind of like it's kind of hard, like because you know, like for example, by the NCA rules and the ACC rules, I cannot talk with my swimmers. You know, I cannot tell them and ask yeah. them anything. So I'm a little bit mm -hmm. disconnected. The only ones is you, you guys, the the postgrad, the prokis that I've been just sending uh, yeah. some practices. I think the most important thing is like what um, what Albert said is like, just, you know, do anything every day, do something that uh, uh, helps you feel good about it. whatever condition you have. You can run, you cannot run, you can not get out of the house and you have to do apps, visualize your races, uh, set up a, a schedule for, for a day that is going to be very similar to the schedule that you're going to have when you get out. So, if you want to start visualizing and meditating and watching your races, then do them at, at a times that you know you'll be able to do them when the normal life starts, you know. So there's a lot of little things that you can do. I honestly I honestly don't don't really think uh, that people have to worry about it because, you know, I, I've been talking with a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches are worried about, oh, I have to set up the season plan and I have to do all this and... And I honestly don't think it's important right now because, like, for example, for us, the governor told us that until June 15th, we're not able to do anything. And and then maybe we might be able to start doing something May 7th. And so we have no clue. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? So if you plan for June 15th and then you have to start May 7th, you need to change things. And if you plan for June 15th and then you have to start September, you, you know, so I think I think just trust yourself, do something, be consistent. You know, we we always talk Farid about being consistent. That's the most important thing. You know, uh, how can you always every day do something quality for yourself? Doesn't have to be a lot, and doesn't have to be just in the water. You know, so I, that that would be my advice. You know. Um, I think like the only thing I would add to that is just like trying to do different things that will help your swimming is sometimes the body does not know the difference between swimming and running. If your heart rate is at, however, I don't know, like high heart rate or low heart rate, just like, I feel like we can do so much outside the water that will help improve your race. If you have, if you have the same heart rate or like, just like working on your turn by like doing, I don't know, squat jumps and stuff like that. And I feel like a like now is a good time to do that because some people don't have a pool and some people can't swim. So they can do like dry land work that would help them in swimming, like with their turns, their starts, or like just like running to keep the endurance. So I feel like sometimes the body doesn't really know the difference. And I, like you said, the visualization and the medita meditation helps the mind think that it's all one thing, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think you're right with that because, um, because like, for example, one of the things that I would, I would do if I was a, 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 well, like for example, for myself right now, you know, I've been, I've been, meditating and visualizing that my heel my ankle will heal and i'm two two months ahead of what the doctors thought so you know it would be two more months before i was able to walk and right now i'm already walking you know and i really believe in that and if you're in a bicycle uh what's important then is is whatever you do low heart rate high, high heart rate just visualize think about your practice you see yourself doing good turns or maybe see yourself in the competition at the olympics and what the state need doing the, your best time and winning the race and as long as you learn how to induce yourself to all these uh, situations it'll be so much easier because like you said the, the the mind doesn't doesn't differentiate if it's swimming or if it's running you know 
and, and that's a that's a very important point. Mm -hmm. Like, look, we have a question from Ozzy, oh. and Marina can help here. What are what are mm -hmm. the key struggles that the did you and Marina have to overcome from swimming and practice and lifestyle perspective as international, not just to the U.S. swimming? Can you read that question, Farida? My English is not very good. Wait, let me see. Um, okay, what were the key struggles did you and Marina have to overcome from a swimming and practice and lifestyle perspective as internationals not used to the U.S. swimming world and format? Um, am I answering or Marina? You can go. I'll add something to it afterwards. Okay, I think, like, the key struggles is definitely just um, having someone there to support you and to go through the same thing definitely helps us, like, adapt faster. But like I said before, like, it takes time and we need to be okay that it takes time. Like, for me, I had to learn a lot of new things, like, I couldn't really make intervals at Cal my first year because I wasn't used to like that kind of set or like my kicking was so bad. You guys still make fun of my kicking now, but like my kicking then oh. was so much worse. And like <laughs> all, all these things, like just like balancing school and balancing swimming is just like following a strict routine and like time management and I think these are a lot of things that you learn on your own and that that's why like the first year was really hard for me personally because I wasn't used to like doing everything on my own you know like coming from Egypt I have my family and we had a lot of help growing up so I didn't really have to do like my laundry I really I didn't have to like clean my house it was all just like a given being here in Egypt so these are a lot of things that I had to learn on my own adding the stress and adding the pressure of swimming and school and Berkeley is not easy swimming and it's not easy and like academics so the first year was definitely a struggle for me because going from like having all this support system to like being alone and doing everything on my own and it took time and I had to learn a lot of things but it definitely made me more independent and stronger as a person. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, Marina, you have anything add. to add? Yeah. yeah, I would add that um, I feel like I came from a different uh, perspective in swimming than Farida because we have a different base program here in Spain, but at the same time, like I struggled in so many different ways than her. So we both struggled in swimming in academics. Um, and we shared that experience together. So for me, it was not having my family there, as Farida said, but um, creating my family there and having Farida as a roommate and, and uh, all my team behind that helped me go through, through all the struggles. And as Farida said before, like we became comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that's like a phrase that we said a lot because we were uncomfortable so many times during the day and we came home and cry about it or laugh about it and support each other. And that was, that was honestly like a bad feeling because of the stressing, but it was a, a, a good feeling in a way that we had each other for anything. So that was, yeah, that was it. Also, also like the simplest thing is like we never have to swim yards. Like our whole life in swimming, we never swam yards. So like going from long exactly. to yards, it's like what is going on? This is like a completely different sport kind of thing. Like so many turns yes. going underwater, and like we both took time to adapt to that. That was also yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, the change yeah. was hard. All changes are hard, but um, we took time and we figured it out and. As she said before, like patience was one of the key things. I feel like, yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I think, yeah. I I can tell you that, like Marina, I came from Spain, uh, and I, I I didn't have English. So before I studied French 
for seven years. So it was it was a big cultural shock. But the, the problem, that thing about uh, training long course, yeah, that was in Spain. We always train long course, even though we had a short course meter season. The goal was always long course. And most of my practices too, before I came to America, were in long course. And it was a big shock. It was a big shock thinking, you know, plus, plus the insecurities that you have when things are not going the way you think they, they should be going. Then you doubt about the training. You doubt about, I'm not going to be able to, when I go back home, swim fast and all that stuff. So it's, you know, I'm happy that you guys got together and were able to be roommates and friends, but still be friends uh, for that long. You know, uh, it really probably changed your lives. So that's awesome. That's hey, I see Sean is here. Sean Mahoney is yeah. here. I don't know if he. I don't know how he's doing. I haven't talked with him for a while. Um, anybody? A, a, any other questions? Um, the uh, people on Instagram. There's one here that's a good one. It's asking, "How do you learn from a bad meet? Like, what are the things?" that you can improve like for me personally when i have a bad meet or like i'm not really happy with my results i try to talk to you and subi and we try to come up with the things that we can improve and what went wrong yes you can be upset but for me i put like a rule that i can be upset more than 24 hours if i had a bad race but after that 24 hours i need to move on and see what's my next race um, yeah, so I uh, think for me, like when you learn what you did wrong and how you can improve it, it's definitely really important to get better for the next one. Yeah. What about you, Marina? Um, yeah, that's a really good question, honestly, because you can take it the wrong way or the, or the other one that I feel like it's like the learning mode way, which you can see all the bad things that you can consider from it and all the good things and with both things you can make the best situation of it and learn from it and stepping forward and always stepping forward with uh, looking from another perspective the negative things and I think like asking for help like like saying it's okay to feel bad about a race it's okay but uh, always in the position that you can move on and uh, walk forward from that. Uh, I, I agree with you guys. I think, I think the most important thing is that if you gave you 100%, you can, you can cry for five minutes and you have to move on. I really believe that life is a beautiful adventure. And most of us, you know, we're very privileged to be where we are. We have a great life. You know, you can go to the World Championships at the Olympic Games and swim bad but tomorrow the next day the sun comes out and you still have a great life you know and and, and honestly it's that's a hard thing to understand because sometimes we swim so much for everybody else you know we lose ownership of ourselves and the country the federations the coaches the parents the friends of the parents the neighbors you know, everybody wants us to swim well, and when they, we don't swim well, they, they only see the negative side. They don't. Many people don't see the positive side, and that's why we get upset. But, but yeah, always we always need to look up to the beautiful life that we have in front of us. Yeah, yeah beautiful. It is a beautiful. Yeah, if life. I can say something, um, mm -hmm. I wanted to say that I really admire Farida for so many things, but one of them and really goes with this question is that she's really strong uh, in a position where uh, she may she may has been sick or not feeling well or whatever but when she's behind the block like nothing will stop her and she knows how to put everything in there uh, leaving on a side uh, problems and issues and i feel like um with a bad meat that you can have, like uh, Farida taught me, and I feel like, I don't know if you guys think the same, but but she's really capable of that, and I really admire that from her. 
Oh, I, I think the same way that you. I think she's she's a tough cookie, and you know, <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, she has some of the best finishes in the world. She can finish the race because she's so tough that if if she's in the right mind spot and, and the right mindset, uh, it's it's hard to stop her. You know, and she's really really tough. Uh, you know, I've only coached her for two years, you know, and less than two years, and I see that all the time. You know. Um, and you're right, Marina. She's not many people can stand up the way she stands up after something. If something doesn't go well, you know. So I don't know if Suvis has anything to say. I don't know if he if he's there yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm actually at the pool right now. I'm nice. Yeah, our, our our place of work. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think I think a, a word to describe Farida. It's. Uh, when she races is uh, pure heart and and just uh, the way she carries herself is a lot of grit. I have a question for both ladies, uh, Farida Marina. Uh, what's something that you guys think one if you can pick one thing, two things, how many how, how many things you guys want that you feel once things open up, you're going to be better for because of the quarantine? What's that doesn't have to be, you know, it just has to be can, can be something personal doesn't have to be related to swimming. But what, what's something that you guys can do on a daily basis that, that you'd be better off uh, after after this time of self-reflection and learning? Um, do you want me to answer or you want to go first, Marina? Go, go, Farida. Um, I think for me is honestly, like, just, I'm like more grateful. I feel like I've been focusing more on like the positive because like just suddenly like day and night everything changed so quick and it was like out of my control. So I feel like I wasn't ready like for swimming to be taken away from me if that makes sense. Like I was not ready for that. So now I feel like I can't take anything for granted and I'm just like enjoying swimming a lot more and i feel like even though we're not swimming every day i just feel like just the love of competition and racing and like just training and having a routine and i feel it just like made me grateful a lot more every day and now i like before i sleep i try to think about the positive and like what good that happened that day Does that makes sense Good. I'm very That's happy. Awesome. And for me, uh, I would say I had a lot of time to read. And I've been reading a lot about um, how to uh, approach the, the present and how to take advantage of that. And, and I feel like there's a lot of power in, in thinking that uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's really like subjective um, that the only thing you can do is stay in the moment and being present and all the power is in there. So not thinking about uh, the future uh, too much because we obviously do and not thinking too much about the past because it kind of makes um, our ego to to get bigger and bigger and I feel like there's a lot of beauty and a lot of empowerment and, and light in being the present and and I feel like that changed a lot of uh, things in my mind and how to approach a different situation not just in swimming but in life, uh, relationships and pretty much everything and I feel like I will take that um, from now on and it will teach me a lot of things in, in my way I'm pretty sure. Awesome. That's great. Oh, Sobe, what about you? Um, great question. <laughs> I would say <laughs> that uh, uh, just the why, uh, being, being more clear on the why I do what I do, uh, having this time away from the pool, uh, just reinforce how much, how much I love coaching, how much I want to help people reach their dreams and, and you know, kind of be a little bit more clear sometimes especially during the college season where we're in such a rush with everything going on and just kind of get caught up in the routine and the momentum. Um, just being able to step back and clarify what, why, why do I coach? Uh, why do I wanna, what kind of coach I want to be on a daily basis? 
and you know what I wanna what I wanna bring to the kids. You know, not only uh, not only technique wise or but just how can I make them better uh, in all aspects of their life. Awesome. Now there's another. What question. about you, Sergio? Me, like one of the things that I learned, and this is not in a negative way, yeah, because I I wanted to retire when I was 50 years old, and I haven't been able to retire, and I'm happy that I haven't been able to retire. But I'm 52 years old. I think I, I probably can do this at this level for 10 more years, so until I'm 60. But because you know, when I told people that I wanted to retire at 50, people told me, ah, you won't be able to stop because. You know, you won't be able to stay home and do what you know, just not doing anything and blah blah blah. And I think I can, I can do so many things besides being on the pool. I can coach later on, you know, like uh, from my house, coaches courses, and do things where I can still feel good about things, but retire from it and and not have to have the responsibility of coaching a team and and you know because I, I like it, but it's like I I would also like sometimes just what i'm doing now sit in my couch or be able to travel yeah. if i could and, and even though i've been all over the world um i haven't been able to really see many things so maybe uh, uh my appreciation for the time when it comes to retire and being able to do something for me and sandy and you know spend time together and just just be there you know uh, that will be my my thing that I've learned. Yeah. Uh, there's another question from Ozzy. How do you deal with the pressures and obstacles put by the respective federation and countries? How do you, as a swimmer and coaches of these swimmers, manage these federations? Farida, you wanna go? Uh, sure. Um, well, I think all of, like, all three of you know how I deal with pressure and my nerves, and I think, like, last Worlds, it was pretty bad before my 50 fly, and I think that's the reason, because I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I allowed, like, the pressure of other people to also affect me, and I think, like, after going through what I went through at Worlds, it's just like it made me open my eyes to like I can't go to that state like it's not good for me it's not good for my health it's not good for the people around me and I think like after that experience I learned that I can't really focus too much on what other people are saying about me or like the pressure or like the expectations they have on me like it's definitely something I've struggled with a lot and I like throughout the years I had to deal with them and something else just like growing up we never really had any mental health you know just like awareness like it was never really a thing growing up like we never really talked about the mental aspect of the sport and I think that's like a really big big thing in our sport nowadays and it's something that I'm definitely gonna teach in my swim academy but it's just like something I had to learn on my own and with the support of my family and my brother and Marina and you guys. And I feel like I learned so much about just dealing with the pressure and expectations. And I just told myself that I'm swimming for myself and for myself only. And like I swim because I love it, because I enjoy it. So I really have to remind myself why I'm swimming and I'm swimming for the little girl that like fell in love with swimming in the first place. And I think just like reminding myself of that really helped me to not have that much pressure on me and expectation and just like focus on me. Awesome. Marina, you what about you? <laughs> um I feel like uh I on the same page uh, as Farida, like mental health was not a thing uh, here in Spain either. Uh, as growing up, there were we were really focused on training, training, and like being like a machine, like training just like the physical aspect and not really the mental. And once I came to the U.S., I feel like 
um, we started to work on that and I realized like how much power has that area that I didn't know and I didn't and I wasn't aware of it and I feel like uh, knowing about yourself uh, being vulnerable talking about it and wanting to uh, to grow in that aspect is really important for a swimmer and and for myself uh, like during my cal career, I learned a lot, and I'm still trying to learn because we are constant. Like we're learning every day, and I find I find other ways. I just find other ways here in Spain to to keep my track on that and asking for help to professionals. And and it's just, it's something that gives you like strength and power and a lot of things outside uh, exercising that that helps you. And I watched Farida all these years, um, learning and growing in that aspect. And and we are still learning. I'm still learning, I'm, I'm sure she is. But, but yeah, it's definitely like a huge step and something that people should start recognizing that it's really important to start young on that. If, you, if you really want to be an, an elite athlete. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think, but I think I can see as a coach, I, I'll tell you one thing that I believe now, and I will always believe it since I was a kid, even though my coaches never did it, never protected me, but it's the job of the coach to protect the swimmer from the pressures of the federation, you know, and the swimmer and the swimmer and the coach have a relationship and if they have a good relationship and the swimmer doesn't have to think you know about the the political aspects of one federation or whatever the the people from the federation want the only thing that honestly most of them care is about how they can keep their jobs there or how they can move up to a better position somewhere in the government uh, and the job of the coach is to be a buffer between all that you know and and I don't know if I do a good job or not, but my job, I, I always try to tell the swimmers, like I've told Farida many times, whatever, you, you let me deal with the, the fact with your federation. And if I have to tell them something, I, I will, you know, and you don't, she shouldn't be worrying. And that, that should be our jobs, you know, because, because if I ask a swimmer to trust everything that I do, because when she goes into the blocks, she needs to believe that she's done everything possible. Uh, nothing from the federation of people that have no business with anything should be bothering them and that's my opinion uh but uh subi what what do you think i i agree i think there are so many external things uh with the federations and and just everything that surrounds the swimmer uh that if both uh, people that work with the federations and and coaches they have to put everything else aside and, and doing especially during a meet it's, it's all about the athlete it's all about their show it's all about making them feel good you know at the end of the meet you guys can talk about and bring up anything else that they need that needs to be discussed but i think those weeks leading up into the meet and the, the week of the meet itself uh needs to be all about the athlete all about keeping it light making them happy and just just, just keep them in good spirits and i think that sometimes Coaches, uh, their egos, and, and and people that work in federations and their egos uh, getting the get, get the best of them and, and put themselves ahead of the athletes, and that's the biggest mistake that you one can make. Awesome. Uh, any other question that you had, Farida, from the Instagram thing? Um, I think they were all pretty repetitive. They were all mainly about how to get better during quarantine. So I think we answered that and the mental aspect and yeah, I think we answered them all. Is there anything, any advice that you would give anybody, the, 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 the young swimmers, like, like the young swimmers in Egypt, you know, uh, because I, I, I know uh, uh, maybe, maybe your country doesn't have the resources to keep them after 18 years old and 19 years old. And, but you have a very good group of, of, Egyptian um, athlete swimmers in the United States and hopefully in the future you can have not just men and in you but many more women uh, from Egypt representing Egypt at the international meet what would be the advice that you would give them 
I think I would give them just to like enjoy swimming at an early age and not put so much pressure when they were when they're young because I feel like growing up sometimes we forget why we started swimming in the first place and we forget the fun and like the how much we enjoy traveling and competing so I feel like just at a young age we need to focus on why we love swimming a lot more and like I think for me, if I had to tell myself something when I was young, it would be to just enjoy it more and like everything will take care of itself because I think I was like worried too much about what's going to come ne- next and I forgot how to be present when I was young. So I feel like an advice would be to enjoy it and be present and things would just happen when they happen. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm going to do this for you. Eh? L- listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been holding on the, uh, the, the claps. And then uh, this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> this one is for our queen, right? our proky queen. And oh, look, wow. Jonathan. Jonathan just, oh, he says, hi, guys. He's probably been oh, working. Uh, uh um, Jonathan, for whoever doesn't know, is another one of our prokies here. He he came from Yale. He went back home now. He's back home with his parents. So, uh, Sobi or Marina, you have anything else to add? No, great great talk. I'm really glad. Uh, thank you guys for for making me part of this. We miss you. Sobe. You're welcome. Yes. Same thing here. Like I'm really glad to hear you all, and honestly, it makes me smile. So. Good times. Thank Sergio, you. Sergio, Sergio, we awesome. need to tell Marina to come to Blacksburg. No, no, we didn't. We did No, no, no. We didn't. We don't do these talks to to make anybody come to Blacksburg. You know, but she can. She's more than welcome to come and visit us. We have a I'll beautiful. I'll come town. visit you guys for sure. Yeah, we have come. a beautiful town. Uh, you know, probably maybe the you know the, when everybody's here, I I know they 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 they've been doing some cooking. Some days when they have cooking competitions and things like that, it seems yeah. a lot of fun. I don't go, but uh, we're so creative I, in Blacksburg. I know you are. I know you are. But Farida, it's you know, thank you very much for taking the time to to chat, uh, and oh, I'm gonna post this you. so people can listen to it, and I'll send you the link so people can listen to it, and um, and yeah, and yeah, just keep doing what you do. Stay positive. Just be careful with when Ozzy comes home, the Nina doesn't get too attached to him. And, <laughs> like, and then, yeah, well, thank, thanks a lot. Right? And Subi, the same thank for you, you and Marina. The same. We're gonna, have a, we're gonna have a talk with Marina thank in you. Spanish on Thursday. So I know, I saw the post. Awesome, excited in for Espanol. that. something. <laughs> Farida, you should already know Spanish and Catalan. Come on. I know. Oh, that's that's a whole another step. Uh-huh. Farida, you need Farida, you need to bring your brother to Blacksburg too. I know he has to see it. <laughs> All right, Farida. Well, thank you very much. Let's. Thank you. Yeah, let's let's go. I'm gonna put the music for you. So you, you the the rise of the queen. All right. Thank you. And let's see. Look at that! Dun, 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 dun. No. And and I'll I'll will talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Subi. Okay, thanks, thank Marina. You. And have a beautiful night over there in in Europe. Bye. You too. Bye. 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 <laughs>